lips a simple recipe But it would mean so much to me Turn on the gas and make me feel fine All I wanna say is Just give me some hot pizza Steve Siddall here. Welcome into another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all across the country every week. And we bring it to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. This week on Financial Safari, Capital Financial's Chief Wealth Strategist Parker Holland and producer Thomas Lipscomb discuss some strategies that could help you retire a bit earlier. That sounds good. Eric Carney explains why, especially now, you need a solid relationship with your advisor. Joe Murphy explains why today has many of the economic characteristics of the 1970s. Kevin Frisbee says life insurance has changed and it could be for you. Marty Hensley says retirement planning has evolved plenty in the past 20 years. All that and more coming up, but first, what happened this week? <laughs> Let's take a peek. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way well, The stock market had its share of ups and downs. Not that that's unusual, but for a time this week, things looked pretty good, all things considered. And then on Wednesday, the Fed upped the interest rate a half point to its highest level in 15 years, and the bottom dropped out. Uh, but wait, there's more. Now, with the increase comes word that officials expect to keep rates higher through next year with no reductions until 2024. And isn't that great news? And as Alfonso Elf Pecatelio at the Marco Compass notes, one surefire way to bring down inflation is a recession. <laughs> well, in fact, since 1960, every recession, except the pandemic-induced downturn of 2020, kicked off with inflation running at 3.7% or hotter, and only in 1974 did the recession end with inflation higher than 2.7%. So what do we think about all that? Well, the Wall Street Journal did a survey last week, and it finds that even though gas prices are coming down a little bit, inflation does seem to be moderating. Oh, yeah, nothing has changed in our opinion of whether or not we'll have a recession, which pretty much is what the financial experts say is inevitable. Among Republicans, 83% expect the economy to worsen. There's slightly more than half of the independents feel that way, while just 22% of Democrats do. <laughs> really? What do they see that I don't? I don't know. I'm an optimist, but I think the writing's on a wall here. U.S. jobless claims fell by 20,000 last week, a sign the labor market remains historically tight. Yet Goldman Sachs says they're going to have big layoffs just ahead. That goes along with Meta and some of the other tech companies handing out pink slips like they are winning lottery tickets. Well, all right, this is kind of cool. According to the energy secretary, her name's Jennifer Granholm, uh, they have done a controlled fusion reaction that produced more energy than it consumed. All right, that's cool. Fusion doesn't release greenhouse gases or create radioactive waste. Well, bring it on. Oh, and they also said it's years, if not decades away from reality. Hey, do you like the store brands of products? It seems more of us are buying more of them based on inflation and, you know, they fall... <laughs> Do you like to buy the store brands of your favorite products? It seems more of us are. Blaming inflation is why they will go for the brand name, because they're cheaper. And the question, of course, is, are they as good? 
Yeah, you have to decide that, I guess. Hey, are you making travel plans for next year? Get ready to pay more for plane tickets. Yay! Hotels, short-term rentals, all going up. Booking data show the prices will be more than they were last year and before the pandemic. Now, does that mean staycations will be a thing again? Yeah, I hope not. And finally, we get into the December holiday. Okay. And as we get into the holidays, be careful. More cardiac deaths happen on December 25th, 26th, and January 1st than any other days of the year. It kind of stands to reason, though, we throw away all the food rules in December. We eat and we drink all the good stuff that we probably don't usually. And that, say the experts, can exacerbate the problem. Seriously, though, watch for symptoms, get help early, and have fun. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for that, we turn to Chief Wealth Strategist at Capital Financial, Parker Holland. And he, along with producer Thomas Lipscomb, are having a conversation about just what investing for income is all about. I know that you've put together some strategies that can help folks do a little bit more uh, to maybe move that retirement date a little bit closer. Obviously, we don't want to, you know, skip anything. We don't want to pass go and forget our $200 or whatever it may mm. be. Um, but let's talk about some of these strategies. And the first one you have here is investing for income. So investing for income, I, I, this seems obvious, but aren't we always investing for income? Well, investing for income means you have something that is specifically targeting to achieve a certain withdrawal by a certain date. And most common example of this that people do all the time is real estate. Uh, they invest in real estate to get rental income coming out, but we see people that are trying to get into real estate and other sources too late. Mm. Uh, you need to have a foundation for investing in income probably at least 12 to 15 years out from retirement. When, especially with real estate, you're dealing with property taxes, maintenance, HOAs, all of that. It takes a while to get that net cash flow, especially if there's a mortgage on the property. Um, we see a lot of advisors that specifically target um, life insurance retirement plans as a form of investing in income. They're great for certain people, but with a certain health classes and certain timelines and certain restrictions that are facing that industry right now, it can be very expensive. Okay. Uh, so that it's only good for a select niche of individual and with a certain timeline retirement date and excess income. Okay. It's mainly meant for those that are already maxing 401ks and IRAs and Roths and stuff of that sort. And then on the other side, the, tr the more common example of investing in income is when you are leaving an employer or you're moving or you're 59 and a half and you have access to your 401k, it's getting out of the generic stock and bond breakdown and having more of a growth and income allocation. So instead of worrying about low interest cash holdings or not keeping up with inflation, they have a piece of that portfolio targeting and reinvesting in income strategies to get that less volatile for lack of a better term, more conservative holding. Right. But it's actually a foundation that the growth holdings are springboarding off of. Okay. And that's normally only available to those that are over 59 and a half or are under 59 and a half but pre have previous retirement plans. Okay. It makes sense. It really is a, a, a topic geared towards retirement. It's not just a generic financial conversation that we're having here. Exactly. When we're yeah. it, it's kind of the best way I've heard is like the snowball approach. Uh, Dave Ramsey's great at this talking about the snowball effect on debt. This is the snowball effect on income. Mm, it's okay. a way to get a piece of the portfolio growing, compounding and reinvesting and replenishing and targeting that certain 
withdrawal or so-called retirement date. Okay, so your next strategy, I think, plays into this a lot, and that's rebalancing your retirement investment. So as we invest for income, I'm assuming rebalancing plays into that. It does. And auto rebalance has become a new feature on a lot of a 401ks, especially in North Carolina with financial engines, uh, Fisher, um, and a lot of companies, Edelman, taking into account financial plans, they're getting more hands-on. But the problem with those is it builds up financial termites and it's still only using the current options in the 401k. Mm. So it's giving you... The best way I've heard it has been said by Coach Pete, I don't want to pay someone to manage something that's already being managed, which is the exact (laughs) definition of an advisor who puts you in a managed mutual fund. Absolutely. And that's where we get into the financial termites that usually aren't on 401ks that are now becoming more common on 401ks with those personalized tailor-made robo-advisories. Sure. And the other side of it is you don't have the income component. You don't have the hybrid models. You don't have the strategies inside 401ks yet. They're talking about the DOL is cracking down on this and they're expanding the options for 401ks. But right now, there are better strategies than mutual fund A, mutual fund B, one is growth, one is bonds. Yeah. Well, if you'd like some good news putting together your own retirement and income plan, give the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808. You can also text pizza to 600-700. Financial Safari heard weekends on radio stations around the country. It's also available as a podcast wherever you get yours. You can visit Capital Financial USA to learn more about how they can help you. That's CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Pizza! Now we join Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza on WealthWorks Radio. In this clip, Eric and Joseph are talking about the importance of having the right advisor at the right time in your journey to retirement. Yeah, I think retirement is just, you know, it is another chapter, but you really have to look at it and say, okay, I'm retiring. How do I want to take this on? You know, and and list the top three things that are important to you. And what's interesting about this, too, is that even when we were teaching the classes, um, people would come up to me and they'd be like, Eric, you know what? Um, Our retirement was always put on the back burner. We came down here. We bought a house. We remodeled it. We went to the beach. We did a lot of golfing. And now we really realize we have to completely concentrate on our retirement. And we, you know, this is where they don't really trust their current advisor. They were nice people, but now they realize that they have to take this very seriously. They've never had a written financial plan. They don't have an income plan. And when times get tumultuous like this, this is where you really want to have a good, solid relationship with your advisor like can you call them can you talk to them can you let them know what's going on and so this is this is the big deal about when the markets get tumultuous they're gonna do this you know this is no different than march of 2020 the difference is is that march of 2020 it was pretty much a v-shaped recovery the markets kind of came back a little quicker than they are right now so it's all this waiting that people are getting so anxious about because they just want something to happen and when they just look up and the market's bleeding out day by day by day that's never really a good thing so like i said it's just uh you, you know when you get towards that retirement you want to think in your head okay what do i have to start prioritizing and how do i tackle it well exactly and and i think when you talk about things being tumultuous as they are right now it, sh- it shows that our retirement plan that has been put in place needs to evolve with us, and we need to be able to stay up with what's going on financially out there so we're not impacted. Right. 
So I think the one thing is, is that you have to look at yourself and say, okay, how am I being impacted? Like, is it my income? Is it my growth? Um, you know, can I really walk away from retirement feeling confident about that? And this is where, you know, times like these really make people stop in their tracks and say, okay, what do I need to start to prioritize? And really the financial planning, uh, system is really, uh, trying to help you do that. It's trying to say, okay, what are you trying to accomplish here? And I think that that's been a big help through all this difficult market. So when you say, what do you want to accomplish here? Is that a conversation that you have with clients? Yeah, I mean, there's there's multiple sides of, of retirement, right? And the main one being the big financial side of it. So we try to, you know, take over the financial side of retirement for our clients. So that way they can focus on what makes them most happy and gives them the most joy out of their retirement life, right? We don't want to go into retirement and then get out of a full-time job just to be in a full-time state of panic worrying about, did I make the right choice in retirement? Is my money going to last? And especially right now, I mean, people that retired earlier this year, let's say, a lot of them are in that state of panic because they retired and now the market is melting down a little bit and they're in that, you know, a state of, oh my gosh, should I have not have done that? Am I going to have to go have to go back to work? So we strive to take over the financial side of our client's retirement, give them the sense of confidence, show them the facts that, okay, here's the right decision to make. You did make the right decision, or here's how we can fix a decision you may have made in order for them to truly enjoy retirement, because that's what retirement is about. It's not about, you know, sitting in your home worried if you made the right decision on the date you chose to retire. Sure. Well, I mean, again, like I, what you're alluding to there, Joseph, is, is that it's more than money that gets us through retirement. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot more. There's like like you had said before, the mental aspect of retirement. Your you you know, our full time jobs can be a great distraction to our reality, right? When we're working constantly and you're not thinking about a lot of things, you know, your mind is your work is occupying your mind. So when you get into that retirement, you really are entering a whole new phase of your life where you have a lot more free time. You're going to start figuring out a lot more about yourself. And a lot of people in their first year of being retired, they really find out more about who they are and, and what really makes them happy because they have a lot more time with themselves and with their own thoughts now. They're not so preoccupied or stressed out by you know whatever work they were doing before. And you can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. You can visit his website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. He's also on television, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. Oh, and you can also get the podcast wherever you get yours, be it Apple or iHeart, well, wherever you get a podcast. Pizza! From Southwest Florida to Northeast Indiana, that's where we find Joseph Murphy and his show, Wealth Health Radio. In this clip, Joe offers a lesson in history where he draws many comparisons to what's going on today to what happened in the 1970s. Steve, you know, I'm a history guy, so yeah. I always look back at history and I always look at technical analysis and charts and patterns, and that's how we trade. Um, but from perspective, if you look back near-term history and you look at, you know, just the, the 1970s, a very eerily similar situation. Um, so for us, you know, looking at history, looking at, for, you know, what's happening right now, I think there's a lot of tie-ins. But as for tech, 
um, look, you know, the, the writing is on the wall, you know, for tech. And I think we were talking about that, you know, the share prices, especially in tech companies that don't show a profit, are based on future sentiment, future potential earnings, not what these companies are actually bringing in. So a lot of these tech companies that people were investing in didn't have good cash flow. They, you know, they didn't have the substantial fundamentals that you really need to look for. They had the sentiment and what traders call are multiples. And those multiples have been compressed. We've seen the big, the big names that the tech companies that have gotten smushed. But now, Steve, these earnings are starting to come out. And that might be double trouble for some of these NASDAQ companies. We're keeping a really close eye. But you know, we shifted out of that tech. That was the big boom during the Fed's easy money policy. But now that we've had a constriction of that and we're doing some quantitative tightening, I just don't think big tech is where you want to be near term. And not talking about like an Apple or a Google. These are companies that are big time. You know, they're almost like blue chippers. I'm talking about some of the secondary ones, these high flyers that people made ridiculous amounts of money on. If you're still sitting in those positions, you got to ask yourself why, because there might be a better opportunity. Back in the 1970s, when we did have stagflation, you're looking at the top performing asset classes of gold, value stocks. Um, these are things that, you know, maybe might not be as appealing as the sexy tech stocks, but these are things that performed. Consumer staples is another one. Um, consumer staples, by the way, was the top performer index last month. I think it was like 3%. So you have to have a shift in investment philosophy. Look, don't fight the Fed. You know, that's the bottom that's line. The line here. Isn't it? Absolutely. <clears throat> they control that monetary pop, monetary policy. You don't want to fight them. You want to go with the flow. That's where it comes to making sure you're diversified and you're with an active manager that's trading in these environments to make sure your money is exposed to asset classes that have a shot. Well, you know, you talk about a tech company and maybe the secondary ones. The one that comes to mind for me is Peloton. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just looking at the chart. I mean, a year ago, they were trading at, uh, at what, uh, 106, 106.97 on June 9th. And uh, as of yesterday, um, it closed at 11.22. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, sentiment. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, sentiment fueled that. And, and exactly. Look, there was no, there was no substantial. Look, very poorly run management company. Um, you know, it's basically, and I hate to say this, if you own a Peloton, I, I have one too. It's an iPad on a bike. You know, that's basically what <laughs> that's... it was. Um, so, you know, when you're looking to invest in these types of companies. From a technical perspective, yeah. For a swing trade, sure. For a long-term investment, no. You have to understand both sides, not just the sentiment of the company or the multiples, but also the earnings and what these companies fundamentally have with cash flow. Those are the things you really need to key in on if you're investing for the long-term for your retirement. So a lot of them, they call them fly-by-night. You know, I, 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 you, if you say anything about meme stocks on air, on social media, you get attacked immediately, but it's the same kind of thing. You know, you really have to look, especially for our retirees that are in that near term, you know, retirement red zone. Is there more risk or more reward with this investment? And if the risk outweighs the reward, you shouldn't be in it. That's our bottom line when we're trading. It's not that I hate certain things or I like certain things. We're looking at it in a, from an analytical perspective to determine if we are going to buy that position long, medium or short term for our client portfolio. 
I really enjoy talking with Joe. His insights are always spot on. You can catch the show, Wealth Health Radio, Sundays at noon on AM 560, The Answer, WIND Chicago. You can also find his podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get yours. You can visit the website, mwmfinancial.tax. That's mwmfinancial.tax. Pizza! Kevin Frisbee's next from the great state of Maine. Here, Kevin gets into a detailed description of just how life insurance has evolved over time. And today, it's something many retirees and pre-retirees should talk to their own advisor about how it might be right for them. Interesting thing about life insurance, there's a couple of things I kind of want to make a mention here. Number one, uh, let's talk beneficiaries on life insurance. And I say this because I've seen a case here in Maine uh, a handful of years ago where uh, a guy had uh, gotten divorced from his previous spouse, his first wife, and had a life insurance policy and never thought to change the beneficiary. Of the life. It was a million-dollar death benefit, by the way, tax-free that gets paid to the beneficiaries. Never thought to change the beneficiary designation on his life insurance policy to his new spouse. And so he passed away. And so all of a sudden, the old older spouse, the divorced spouse, come knocking on the door saying, hey, I'm the beneficiary in that life insurance policy, and it stood up in court. And the ex-wife got the million dollars. So I would, first and foremost, make sure your beneficiary designations are taken care of properly because if they're not, it's a legal contract. And if they're not done to where you want it to go, uh, make sure it's done. And, and sometimes if you have children under 18 years old, you don't want to have them as beneficiaries of life insurance policies. You want to look at who's going to be the custodian of that child until they get to be 18. So there's a lot of things when it comes to beneficiary designations and life insurance. The other thing about life insurance if you're retiring and the only life insurance you have, like a lot of people here in America, is what they have at work. And so in most 95% of the cases, that life insurance policy is going to be gone. So if you would depend on that to pay for funeral expenses or leave behind money to the kids or grandkids, and all of a sudden you get done work and actually retire and you have no life insurance left, what do you do now? And a lot of times if people get to that point, they, they think, hey, I want to get life insurance. And it's not that simple because the, the cost of it is based on your age as you get older, it gets more expensive and based on your health. And sometimes people get health conditions when you get older that you don't qualify for life insurance anymore. So that, there's things to pay attention to. The other thing, the last thing I want to say about life insurance, how we look at life insurance, it's a tool. And especially with the, with the tax environment, unfriendly tax environment that we are encountering here in the United States and will continue to, to uh, have a problem with, the estate tax uh, thresholds are talking about being lowered here in the state of Maine from the federal limit of five and a half million down to one or two million again. That doesn't, to some people, that might sound like a lot of money, but at the end of the day, they're going to count face value life insurance, home values, retirement accounts. So the, pro the point I'm making is life insurance should be looked at as a potential tool that maybe you take out a policy to pay the taxes so that if you've got a million dollars or half a million dollars or whatever that amount is and you want to make sure you leave that behind your children or grandchildren or whoever your beneficiaries are, a life insurance policy could be utilized to pay the income taxes or the inheritance taxes on that to make sure you leave your beneficiaries with a certain amount of money. Really, the insurance industry is is just turned around so much in the last ten years, even. Well, uh, yes, and and when you when you make that comment, you're you're referring to the insurance industry. The life policies now have uh, what they call living benefits to them, right? And so when you talk about the the potential problem of a long term care event, if you go in a nursing home. And main care now comes knocking on the door saying, hey, you have assets. We're going to make you spend your assets down before we pay for any care. Well, some of the new life insurance, a lot of the new life insurance policies have living benefits where 
you can accelerate the death benefit before you die if you have a, a, a long-term care type of event in some instances and get prepaid the death benefit to you that you can utilize that money to help pay for care, to, to preserve the rest of the estate that you've saved up uh, all your life. You can hear Financial Safari weekends on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine. To learn more about Kevin and the team at Northern Alliance Financial, you can find them online, naadvisors.com. That's naadvisors.com. Pizza! One more clip and this pizza will be complete. And for that, we turn to Marty Hensley. On America's 401k show, in this clip, Marty takes us back to his early days in the financial business and compares it to today and how much it's changed. When I first started in the business, I was working with a, a we'll just call it a competitor. That was my first job out there. I was literally going door to door back in the day, knocking on doors, introducing myself. Holy so that's cow. how long, long ago. But I would have, this was the early 90s, and someone would come in, and this will show you how the evolution of what we do Folks would come in and let's say they retire at 65 or 66. Literally, the conversation was, you know, I just have to worry about the next 10, 12, 15 years. You know, I mean, I've got X amount of dollars, you know. So we were setting up plans where we were, okay, let's, let's, you know, we're really our biggest concerns these next 10, 12, 15 years. And now that has, as you know, as you've gotten into the business, your conversations, you can see how that is dramatically different, correct? Oh, absolutely. People are living a lot longer nowadays. You know, if you're 65, you can expect 25, 30 years out of you now. I think the mm-hmm. life expectancy is up, you know, if you're 65 now, it's under 19 years at 84. So you really mm-hmm. have to plan for that. So do you have the retirement assets available and do you have a plan put together, you know, to make it? You don't want to be changing your lifestyle later in life. That's that's absolutely right. And, and a lot of times when we talked about this in shows past, Steve, is, you know, when folks come in and they say, well, I'm going to retire. For some reason, their thought is, well, my income needs are going to go down, right? <laughs> my taxes are going to go down. My income needs are going to go down and so forth. And that's simply not the reality. You know, you're not on on June 1, you're not spending $5,000 a month and you retire July 1, those expenses are not going to get cut in half. I mean, no. that's just not the reality. You, you know, we've talked about it again in, in shows past. A lot of times you have more time right. that you have on your hands to go do stuff. And, and that's what are what, you going to do? And what are you going to do? And hopefully in retirement, that's going to mean travel and doing some fun stuff. Sure. And well, fun stuff comes along with a price tag, right? It does indeed. So, no, I mean, I know that you're relatively, uh, like we said, new to the business. But right now what's going on, it's got to be a little unnerving for you because, I mean, that's not really something you've dealt with before. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, especially with inflation right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. You know, when you're retired, you eat. I love going out to eat. I'm a big foodie. So mm-hmm. the price of food's going up. You're going out to eat more. Your expenses are dramatically going up at retirement. So, you know, how do you plan for that? Yeah, that's exactly right. I was talking with a a, a listener this morning. He came in, and he had a, a small business. He had about six or eight trucks that he had going around. It was a home improvement business. And literally the the biggest hurdle that he had was the cost of gasoline to keep these trucks going, you know, because they're getting about eight inches to the gallon. (laughs) Eight inches to the gallon. They're they're coming in and, you know, these guys are are filling up every, you know, three days instead of every five days, you know. And he said, so business is, is very good right now, but those costs are something that absolutely he has to take into account. And he said, you know, that my profit margins are going down. What does that mean to me? I'm working longer. So that's, you know, there's two sides of the coin. How can I make that in retirement? How can I make those dollars last longer? Well, you know, with the change of the change of the environment, economic environment, as he said, change, you know, with inflation going up, cost of, I think the consumer price index at a 40 year high a couple of days ago. So, you know, there's a lot of changes going on and that makes it even more imperative to reach out to a firm 
hopefully like Capital Financial, uh, the fiduciary firm, to say, hey, let me get a true appraisal of where we are. Is my plan set up in a way to, am I prepared for all these changes? And that's like, that's why I think right now is a crucial time to reach out to us. Hey, give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808. You can also text pizza to 600-700. America's 401k show heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. To learn more about Coach Pete and the team, visit PeteOnDemand.com. That's PeteOnDemand.com. You can also visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they could potentially help you. So that's it. Episode 174 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country every week. All brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. We appreciate it. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808. You can also text pizza to 600 I've got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com or on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Chrissy Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. And we want to say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all of that. We're going to take the next couple of weeks off. We'll be back in the new year with a brand new episode of Financial Pizza. I want to thank Chrissy Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. And I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. And we're going to take the next couple of weeks off and come back in the new year with fresh pizza just for you. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and it originates from Studio D at Broadcasting Experts in Apex, North Carolina. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. Going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.